0: Yesterday, I'm honored to be joined by the one and only Sixers General Manager of What's going on?
1: Hey, what's up, John? Good to be here, man. Long time coming.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. I remember back in the Dover 87ers, it was a days, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun down there, getting the arena going, getting the development for the Sixers, and, and that's when I met you and promised this interview on the podcast. I'm glad we got it going, man.
0: Definitely, I'm, a definitely.
1: I'm a man of my word. I'm a man of my word.
0: Yes, you are. Thank you so much for your time. So how, how was your experience being at GM?
1: Oh, it's, it's been everything an ex-player, you know, could want to be. If you're going to have a job and you're going to work um, being challenged every day to find ways to win, um, you know, golf has been great, job has been great. Uh, working with these guys, get the time, tight alignment with our culture, what we're trying to do. Overall improvement. So you wake up every day with the thirst to win and the thirst to compete. So it's like, what can I do to compete? How can I find an advantage to win? And, and just, it just gets me up in the morning excited for the day. And it's, it's tough. It's stressful. Um, you know, cause right. it's, it's, it's an outcome-based job, and you want to win. Right. Uh, but I'm, in, I'm enjoying it, man. I'm enjoying it.
0: Great to hear. Great to hear. Um, how is your – you, you've been on both sides. How has the playing career helped you transition into the front office? Did you know what players think, how they move, and how they, how they feel about the front office or the teams they're on?
1: Yeah, when you're actual player, you know, and respectfully some of the players today may be more advanced than I was or have better relationships with management and stuff like that. But I, I didn't know about – what a general manager or VP <laughs> did right. or president of operations did. You see them, you work out, they came to some practices, you're leaving, you got your four hours in of, you know, cardio, treatment, practice, um, game prep, and then they're in their offices, the TV might be on ESPN or something. You don't know what these guys are done. Right. Uh, but the, the newest nuance for me was just the management of people. Okay. You know, you're actually managing people's hopes, dreams, you know, where they want to go in their career, giving them opportunities, and you don't really think about those parts. Like, you know about the draft, you know about right. the agency, you know about the games, but the management of people is where I, I really have to grow, and, and I enjoy that. The relationships in this business is, is what it's about for me.
0: Right, and you guys have a great culture at the um, organization because it starts, from orga- it starts from management and goes down to the floor. I mean, the players oh. respond to sponsor, isn't
1: it? Oh, absolutely. Like, if the players don't see us doing the little things or us sacrificing, like, even with my role with, you know, Dow and Dot, it's like, how can you ask me to take less shots or come off the bench or right. you know, shoot more, whatever my role is? So you just have to be great in your role. I know it's a cliche, but that's what we're preaching around here.
0: Yes. Um, you put up like 16 points per game in your career. What do you miss most about the game?
1: Uh, just the competitive side, just competing. Uh, you know, had some down years after injury. That 16 should be around 19.8, 19.9, right. really down, but no. Uh, right. Just competing, the camaraderie, traveling, knowing that if you had a bad game, you could turn around and have a good game and just that preparation. You know, just, just that hope that this year could be the year I win. This year could be the year I get a chip. You know, just that hope and that preparation. <laughs> this year, is, you know, I could compete at the highest level. So I think that's what I missed the most.
0: Yes, with these acquisitions you guys made. I can see uh, a parade down Broad Street in June. <laughs> I can see <feel>. it. <laughs> Definitely, man.
1: Yeah, no, we, we went into the offseason. Of course, the big key word has been toughness. Yes. Um, but we, we had to get too many players, you know, with playoff basketball. Um, you know, you scheme for non-offensive threats. There's a lot right. more switching. It's a possession game. You know, we had to find ways to get tough guys that can score, shoot, play multifaceted basketball, get a few easy buckets, and just be prepared for the playoffs. So that was our goal. Like, let's playoff test Who's playoff tough? And I think we did a good job of that.
0: Um, for you, when playoff time started, what went through your mind? Because I'm sure you let some players know what to expect that were like rookies that you guys get. Um, what was your expectations of yourself when the playoffs began?
1: Um, I'm sorry, don't I repeat that.
0: Uh, when the NBA, NBA playoffs, uh, uh-huh. what, what was your mindset when the playoff playoffs came around?
1: As a player, or as yeah,
0: a- as a pl- both both sides.
1: Oh, so yeah, as a player, like I said, you got that hope, even if you're the eight um, <laughs> seed, that you can advance. We actually did that with the Sixers. I think it hit some clutch free throws at the end, we beat the bulls. Dev Rose did get hurt in that series. Um, but even if you're the eight seed as a competitor, you feel like you have a chance to win. Right. Um, you know, you see during my playing days, there's just some some really great teams, kinda of like today you have these these dynasty teams that are great for the business but they're tough to beat, man. We had Shaq and Kobe, we had the Duncan era. And then right. it went into the LeBron James and you know that heat one that they had, but it was it was a lot of fun to compete in the playoffs and just have a chance. You know, again, I, I go back to just pushing you to win. Like I can win a championship this year. I don't care what team you are. I don't care who we're facing, I and mean, we just give you all out there. Um, you now management, you're not on the court, so you can affect the game less. Once the playoffs start, all right. It's, it's rare you get an acquisition. You know, you can prepare for the draft a little bit. There's, there's not much you can do right. on the court to affect the game. But, um, you know, I just know Coach Doc Rivers and, and the group, they'll be ready. Um, and we're looking forward to seeing where we have this playoff.
0: Definitely. And you got to say that T.J. Tucker, um, It's going to be a lot of corner threes. <laughs> and a lot of <laughs> – can't wait for that. And he's consistent outside. He playing toughness, as you alluded to earlier. And he's gonna take some first of all for the defense, but so other guys to fly around faster.
1: I agree. You know his toughness, his competitiveness, his you know his basketball IQ, his love of the game. You know we're actually down here in training camp as we speak, uh, literally weathering the storm. I and mean, figuratively speaking, when, uh, right. yeah, we're in Charleston and there's, there's a, a hurricane and a you know surge coming through, but we're all together. It's about bonding, and he's he's one of the great leaders on his team, talking to everyone. Going practice, getting guys focused, and, you know, he's preaching defense, which we know defense wins championships, though.
0: So. Definitely, definitely. Yes, it's, um, fans get a first look at the team next week when um, preseason starts, but to get a closer look at the, uh, the BYU scrimmage at Chase Stillhouse, Remember, last year I got there like an hour early. The line was around the whole building. And, <laughs> you know, as I know, if you've been at Chase Stillhouse, that's a big building. <laughs>
1: that's a big building. That's a big goal, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you yeah, know, yeah. just because the Delaware region and some of our fans that may not get to get up to Philly to see the games, just the opportunity to see Joel Embiid, you know, yeah. see James Harden, see Tobias, see Maxie. Like you, you mentioned Tucker and Melton, Montrez, House, like our whole squad, See Ball Paul, who developed down there. yeah. You know, the player that's contributing now that he is. Shake Milton had time down there. Really is going to explode this year, in my opinion. So just to see these guys up front. Oh, and don't forget Matisse I remember Matisse got a standing ovation for deflections at one of the blue and white scrimmages down there yes. in Wilmington. I was I, I've never seen that before in yeah. a non in a non uh, you know playoff championship environment. I just, Basically, blue-white scrimmage. He had so many deflections. The crowd during the stand of That was great to see. So it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Definitely, yeah. Shout-out to the Blue Cokes. They um, made back-to-back NBA G League final appearances. They're doing some work down there. And it's great to see you come down there, man. All of y'all, the coach on Duck Rivers has been there. You were a regular there. It's great to go and come down and check out the um, competition. Not the competition, but, yeah, when they're playing.
1: Oh, absolutely. Pasta Cawang is doing an amazing job down there. You know, as the head
0: of the G League.
1: Um, He has a great future ahead of him, uh, and his and his staff, Jameer Nelson, you know what they do with scouting and as systems, yes. Those guys have really, really, really bright futures. And Dell and I and Doc, we want to, the whole G League program to be connected, so that if Doc's running the play, the G League's running the play. Coach Kobe right. Call, he again, you know, we we have a lot of developed guys down there that, that I think have bright futures when it comes down to it. So that, that group, I'm I'm really proud of that group.
0: The game always evolves. um what's just on the, the, the evolution of the game in terms of the position of players now. Because, you know, everyone's shooting threes. They have Embiid extended, extending his range. He, he's more than a triple threat. He's like
1: uh,
0: <laughs> a Swiss Army knife on the court. <laughs> it, it,
1: it's amazing. I got some slack from uh, an all-time great center when I said uh, – <laughs> So L.M.D. can be an all-time great and better than some of the guys I played against that were that are Hall of Fame all-time all-timers, sure. but I really mean it. I really mean it. Like, the way he can score, the way he moves, his defensibility, which yes. you know, can't be forgot about. He's, he's just a special player, and I haven't seen anything like it and I don't know. I'm sure there might be someone in, in the future, but he's, he's a generational tech talent, so I'm glad he's on our side, and I just love to see him continue to develop and just and just grow. He's he's basically unstoppable there. So we have to help him and make sure he has a chance to win a ring. Like that's that's my goal for Joel. That's my goal for James Tobias, this group, you know get a ring, um and we need to help put these guys in position. But it's it's amazing. His win contribution is is just unheard of
0: Definitely. Yeah, shout out to Embiid. He's putting in work off the court also. Just he's definitely an official citizen of the United States. So congrats to him for that.
1: Definitely. Congrats. You know, he's, uh, he does a lot of great things back home in Africa. Uh been to Cameroon. Um, you know, I've seen the support he puts there. He doesn't like to talk about it he's behind the scenes. He just loves right. to give. And now he's happy and proud to be an American citizen. So he's, uh, he's enjoying it. So.
0: Definitely, and you got a close look um early of the new James Harden. I see new James Harden because he put a lot of work in the off season, and i shows he wants to be there and respect the franchise. And he got a lot of slack from the way he moved earlier, but he's found a great home in Philadelphia, hopefully for years to come. Um, his impact—you know what it can be. Um, if he can break down players like he used to, if he can attack moves like Doc wants, off defenses are in the whole trouble, especially with Embiid behind him. <laughs> It'll be
1: a whole problem. Oh, I I agree. He's been great, you know, on and off the court. Like, like one thing I've seen outside of what he's doing on the court, hopefully with a full season under Doc, um, that'd be helpful. Like, you know, the last 24 games after acquiring James, we were, you know, first and second in the East, Um, you know, record-wise, like 16 and 18, like plus six point differential, which means we're kicking teams' butt. We're second in offense. Like, okay, so, you know, people, don't forget that. You know, he only played 24 games, uh, the last 24 games after a crime. He played really, really well. Um, and then off the court, like, his leadership, like, he's the small thing that as an ex-player I can see, like, you're a superstar as he's been MVP, but he has lunch, you know, with all the young players, too. Like, he invites people, um, you know, to do whatever the team is doing. Like, he's the one that galvanizes that team bonding in a good way. You know, you hear the stories, right. whatever that is. No, James is focused and wants to be a winner. Like you can see that he's doing all the little things to prove that he's championship level talent and, right. you it's know, our job to get him there. It's, it's been great to see him do this.
0: Right. And that's good to hear when, when season starts, but it has to be locked in on the same page and, you know, go from there.
1: Agreed. Agreed.
0: Well Spargo Center has one of the best fan bases in the NBA. I know from experience. I was able to cover a couple games as as on um, for the Sixers and also I've been there as a fan before I saw the NBA panel. Um, talk about the environment, because watching it on T V is nothing compared to being there <laughs> at <laughs> all.
1: Right, right. So so the thing that people have to understand is is the passion of our fan actually. Helps our group. Like we, we've talked about it. We were one of the best teams in the NBA at home for years. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not. It, this is. You know, we've we've had our ups and downs. We've had, you know, a, a perspective that's out there. But our passionate fans helps us. Like it's in the, Like I remember one season, we probably lost just not even a handful of games at home. We could went on the road, but at home, when we right. got our fans behind us. My yeah, is passionate fans. We we were unbeatable at home, basically. Um, so you know, we're, they're just passionate. You know, they want to win. They do. It, it's our time, man. We have to find a way to get these fans and chips. Um, right. A, a basketball chip. You know, since I've been in town, I saw saw baseball. You know, I saw them in the NFL. Um,
0: right.
1: With the Eagles, now it, we need one. Like we need one. That's our goal.
0: Yeah, it'll come true. It'll it'll happen. Definitely. Oh, and thank you so much for your time, man. It's my like biggest girl is speaking to me. Always a pleasure speaking with you. Hope to see you soon.
1: Uh, my pleasure, and, uh, anytime you need me.
0: Yes, sir. The rest of your day.
1: Thanks.
0: That was six of the general manager on brand. Thanks for joining me. Catch you next time.